I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. I'm James the Jasper Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we're hunting a smattering of shub species from Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And his son played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a Jericho coming down. Now you know. Oh, bring the wall down. The blood orange bichetain, a subspecies named for their auburn fur, inquisitive by nature. The blood orange bichetain can never appear near human habitats. Their belly pouch is stuffed with combustible pine cones, and this subspecies has a distinct and focused fire breath. The breath itself isn't as dangerous as the pine cones it ignites. Reports indicate that it's possible to topple these monsters while they balance on their tails. That's certainly true. They can even appear near human habitat. Yeah, I was going to say never appear. That sounds like ominous. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, no, it actually says the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, I was very glad to see the the bish get a, a subspecies. Um, I I think we said when we were going through the base game that uh, that was probably my favourite monster from the base game. So yeah, it was uh, the one like got a, like I think the biggest reaction like when we thought for it for like the first yeah, time compared to everything else like the big spin attack move that it has. He's a crowd pleaser and he loves his flips. Yeah. So uh, yeah, more bish, more fun. And more fire. And more fire, yes. Mm. Although, as we'll sure we'll talk about in this episode, it is part of a a long running issue that they seem to have, especially in this game, of having fire or blast subspecies. It's starting yeah. to grow a bit old. What do I do with this monster? Make it fire. Make it shoot fire, yeah. I mean if it's they, fire there is or something else, you make it ice. Yes. For at least two of them, there's like there's genuine reasons in the mythology why they've gone with fire, including this one. Um, because, well, like because his thing is like he throws fruit and stuff. Yes, mm. and then like throwing burning pine cones is um, what he does in this one, and that comes from um, comes from who's the fellow who brought fire to people? Prometheus. Right. It's like depicted with a pine cone. He brought fire on like a burning pine cone. Oh. And then that's what Gandalf does in The Hobbit as well, is like sends flaming pine cones. So I think it is a bit of a thing from like mythology and stuff. Okay. That's... Uh... Well, see, what would have been more interesting is if they leaned into him being like a... Like having all kinds of poisons and stuff, like just upped what he does already with his fruits. I, but I can see why they've gone with this. Yeah, too similar though, right? Like if they just upped mm. what the base one, like with the that would be something I would done. expect more of, like a master rank version for going. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, well, the, an apex, an apex beast of ten would do that, maybe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like he's got, mm. like he leaves actual like pools of poison or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, this lad, obviously, being a fiery boy, 
feels like a a subspecies in that sense. Yep. Um and And then like I think we talked about it in the episode, he's the original beta term was inspired by the legend of the monkey and the crab. Mm-hmm. With um and that also involves like I think they he chucks the monkey in a fire at the end. Oh, so this is the monkey that has now come out of the fire and he's uh, he's mad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. I think from a fight standpoint, because he is a an early game fight in in Sunbreak, he uh it didn't leave a great impression on me from a fight standpoint because you usually bash him in job done in about ten minutes. It's not a tough yeah, battle like, at all. He still has that main weakness that the beatman regular Bishadin has is like when he goes on his tail. His tail, yeah. Like easy to knock over, like so you just kinda you know, you've basically if you fought the original you fought the subspecies already, even for like doing it the first time and you know what to kinda do. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really yeah. throw too many crazy moves like that even though some of them are fun looking. Yeah, I mean, I like the big, um, the big slam he does with the, like both the hands. It sends like a, a wave of fire from his hands, mm. and you want to kind of be directly facing the monster. Can't be like slightly off to the side, otherwise he'll catch you with it. Yeah. I do wish talking about his like core weakness about the tail that maybe they'd had some way for him to use the pine cones to prevent you from getting on the tail, like to really feel make him feel yeah, like a refresh. Like or if you, doing... yeah, if you just had a couple on the tail so that when you hit the tail, like it explodes and damages you or something. Mm, that'd be interesting. You kind of think like about a, it a bit, bit like a basil goose, but yeah. more of a negative impact rather than a positive impact of blowing it up. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking. Or even if it like... doesn't damage you, it could be like it knocks you away and it's. Yeah. I was more thinking. But yeah, I mean, he is. Like a, like a ring of fire out around from like his. Like around his tail, so if you do get too close. You know, oh! He'll try to catch you. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Bisha 10, cool design, easy and forgettable fight. Blood Orange Bisha 10, maybe even slightly cooler design, equally easy and forgettable fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I don't know if I'd say the fight was forgettable in a sense, because I do still, and I, I'll, I'll distinctly remember, obviously, the first fight Jas was referring to earlier, where he does all the mad flips about and things. And I, I guess, guess that's fair, yeah. I guess maybe some of that novelty factor is lost because you now know what he does, so it's maybe on repeated. I'm forgetting that when we first fought Bisha 10, you know, we weren't zipping around on our wire bugs this way and that way. It was We're still getting to grips with the game. Yeah, that first hunt was cool, but yeah. Flying around. Whereas now it's not so much matches mobility and it's maybe not as entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that that hunt was forgettable the first time, it's that it's negligible now. Yeah, difficulty factor is gone. Mm hmm game's gone. Aurora Somnicanth. Light illuminates the dust scattered around this subspecies, making their fantastical appearance shimmer softly. Aurora Somnicanth sprays icy blasts in place of sleeping powder, attacking all who dare enter their territory. They use the permanent cold emanating from their bodies to freeze the vicinity, and then the frozen surface to move around swiftly. This isn't what I was sold on as even Blood Orange Bishatem, because Aurora's, like, regular Somnican, maybe it's just because you fight it in icy areas, for the most part. 
already felt like an icy beast to me. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah, I think that's just because he is normal Stormbreaker as the Frost Islands. Yeah, he was really associated with the Frost Islands, so... Yeah. Well, that's pretty sure that's where you first encounter it, even yeah. close to other locations. And... Yep. I guess the colour palette as well, like the sleep gas being that kind of light blue mm. uh, colour, visually, isn't that distinct from, like, its ice attacks as well? Um, so it was a, definitely a tougher sell for me, this monster. Yeah. It's, it's, well, when we were preparing for this episode, I was saying, like, right, so we're going to do an episode on the, the Blood Orange Pisha 10, the Magnot Amadron, and the Pyrat and Kadaki. And then Jess is like, oh, there's a quest, but it's got a fourth monster, Aurora Somnicanth. I was like, oh, yeah, Aurora Somnicanth. We need to do that one too. Kind of says it all, doesn't it? We don't know, like, it's yeah. just kind of, it's forgettable. Like, it's just a shame, like, the, you can see there's kind of clear effort. There are well, always effort into the monster designs, but. Yeah, that's why this like, podcast exists, right? It's, <laughs> it's obviously, it's, it's hard, like, with subspecies, like, it's just. Like, if you get really attached to a monster, like, you almost worry, like, when a subspecies comes around, like, are they going to ruin it? Or if it's, like, the other way around, then it's not that great. Like, it can only go up. But, yeah. Like, kind of... Mm-hmm. Some mechanic in general is just... Like, like you said, like you just said, like, a forgettable monster, like, really. I mean, uh... Because you fight it really early, it's not particularly hard. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not hard. He is a bit of a big punching bag. Um, Although I will say, the afflicted Aurora Somnicant, like I avoid fighting that thing like all day because it's like it's too hard. I think we fought huh. that a few times, right? Yeah, yeah, we've done it a couple of times. Yeah, and it's just it's ridiculously and hard, man. Like especially when you start playing all those yeah. investigation quests. Yeah, it's definitely worse brutal. Worse. I mean, it's I suppose we are. Um, maybe shitting on it a little bit here call it forgettable and maybe not worth being a subspecies it was the only monster that killed luke in that hunt so <laughs> that is true like the big the big aoe attack like is like a pretty cool move it is a cool move. i just sat and watched it because i thought i was out of range because <laughs> it sucks in ice and you think oh you think it's just going to do like a little like close aoe like around itself like the normal somnicamp does with its sleep attack and it just it bursts out and it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and obviously kills look. Yep. And as a proud member of NoFap, the last thing I want to do is burst. <laughs> can't leave the note. We can't leave her on the comp on that note. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I was trying to look up, like, is there some special ice thing with mermaids? Uh, it's not really. Obviously, there's a bunch of like kids' movies and novels called The Ice Mermaid, but in Japanese mythology, there's nothing special associating mermaids with ice or being frozen or winters. So, uh, yeah, it is literally it. just, well, what what, and then, what element can we slap on it? A bit of ice? What I say as well, like, is at least it's like a, it's another Leviathan type monster. Yes. There isn't many in, yeah. in the series. So. And it's but, not fire. Well, Maybe it would have been interesting because you're saying about how the problem was you already associated with the Frost Islands. Mm-hmm. What if they'd made it this ice type monster, but you still fought it in like the desert and the caverns? That could have um, at least made it a bit interesting. I guess it just would feel a bit out of place 
Because I do, I yeah, do it could like, be like, oh, it, it cools itself down to like live in that area or something. It just would have made more because sense. Because interesting they made with it. Normal song the camp, like its its main home should have been the flooded forest. I think, yeah, which I think you do fight it there, but we just don't associate it with that one. Yeah, I'm saying um, you do fight it there, but like if that was its only main area, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like just one attached to like one area. Yeah, I think um, my head cannon for it is maybe obviously it's lived in the Frost Islands for so long that it's started to take on Frost as an offensive. If maneuver. I if I wanted to give them way more credit than they're due, <laughs> um, you could tie it to the famous Japanese ghost story, right? Of like the um, you meet the woman up in the icy mountains, and it turns out that she's like an ice yokai. Um, the one that the what's the is that girl Glalie evolution Frostlass? I was about to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Yukiana is the Yukiana is the name of the character, and it's like one of the most common, famous Japanese yokai mm. stories. And it is just like this long-haired woman in like a white or blue kimono. So Aurora Somnicanth does kind of fit that look, but you know saying they slapped ice on their mermaid one and then giving them the credit of saying that it's a reference to this Japanese mythology is probably give them a bit too much credit. I guess. I think, But that could have been a part of the decision making. Yeah. I mean, it is <clears throat> obviously a lot of the design ethos is well, yokai for the base game and then yeah. maybe some more western ones as we said for uh, Sunbreak. So that could have been, could have been part of the original. Maybe they had this planned out since the beginning that like, okay we'll make a nice version because of this this yokai but I think yeah I think you're probably not wrong I think that's probably maybe giving them a bit too much credit but you know we can it is possible that that's what made them make that decision like okay mm-hmm. ice yep <laughs> Magma Almudron Unlike normal Almudron, Magma Almudron live in the lava caverns and can, manip- can manipulate magma instead of mud. They secrete a special liquid that melts the ground, allowing them to move freely through the earth. Known for their aggressive nature, they become extremely agitated when trespassers set foot on their turf, attacking them rel- unrelentingly. So yeah. See, now this is the one that feels like a fire subspecies too far. <laughs> I really like this guy. Like, I think he's like out of the subspecies. Like, he's the best fight. I, mm. f- from a fight standpoint, he fixed a yeah. dreadful fight from the base game. I hated fighting Armadron. Yeah, normal Armadron was like a real pain, but this Magma is he's up there. Is like I'd say, you can see he's like S tier monster. Like, from maybe uh, I'm just bitter because it feels alone. like it's. You're never getting Agnactor. That's exactly what I was saying. From a design standpoint, it just making me think, where's Agnactor? <laughs> because I'm actually going to bring that up because that was the thing when Magma Aldron was like first revealed in a trailer. Like everybody was just like, "Well, that means no Agnactor." Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did think the same as well. Like, and but I thought like going on and fighting like enough times. Like I don't think I don't I don't really miss Agnactor. Like Magma Aldron's like that good. Such a fun fight. I guess, steal some some of Agnator's moves by jumping about. I guess it's just it would be, would be more interesting to have a brand well, say brand new monster, but a separate monster rather right. than a subspecies. That's just being selfish. But I think, uh, yeah, looking at it purely from a 
gameplay mechanical standpoint um yeah i can't can't disagree with you there just like i do enjoy fighting magma magma on Midron. um a big it's part of fun. the like you just fit yeah. so well when like what sun breaks about like with the with the wire bug moves and the counter mm-hmm. attacks like you've got a lot of moves you can counter attack it's just one of the reasons that makes it so fun i think yeah fair enough a big part of Almudron's issue is how how much of a bollock it was getting in to fight him and then he just made it worse by creating mud cities for you to run about on and just fuck off to the end of the swamp and laugh at you. Um, See, I I could appreciate what they were going for, right? Because it was meant to be, here's the monster where you need to use the Wirebug's verticality to fight mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think they should have kind of wrapped that up then for the normal ammo drone, like, so it's like the mud cities, if you put it, like, are there, like, more often than you do need to focus more on, like, maybe attacking it from the air. Hmm. Don't know if that'd be too much or make it more frustrating. Well, if they, were, they should have leaned into it and just made it more of like a late game difficult monster, I guess. Mm. But yeah, it comes in sort of in the middle, but it's a lot more annoying than everything around it to mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. And if they made it like, oh, this is a big boss monster to like designed to test that skill, you might have been more willing to forgive it. But, but yeah, Magma Amadron kind of ditches most of those like Making little sandcastles around yeah, itself. He makes like lava mounds and explodes them, but like. But yeah, like yeah, there's there, it's not like, like oh, I need to climb up this. I need to get the fuck out of here. Most, and then it's easy to get over the way. Yeah. It also borrows a little bit of um, lava sea off, like how he kind of heats up certain parts of his body after he digs underground. Um, yeah, fuck Agnacta, that's yeah. the monster that's missing from this game. Fuck off. <laughs> Where's Levasioth? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Levas- not. Levasioth isn't on screen, the audience should be asking, Where's oh, Levasioth? <laughs> <laughs> like, that will be, that'll be one of the monsters in title update 4. Don't tempt the frontier <sighs> developers on this game, because they won't put it in. I'll be I mean, we've got Geratidos, so it's Why did very it possible. I mean, it was, a, was it not an urgent? It was an urgent as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why are you here? Like, go back to the world and never come back. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think urgent as well. I think. Yeah, like, here's yeah, yeah, was it not the, the first high rank urgent? Yeah, you're like, like oh, what your new intro to top tier monster am I gonna get? Welcome to high rank. You're not <laughs> playing your daddy's monster hunter anymore. <laughs> oh man. Yes, Magamadron, a fun fight. However, dear God, please stop with the fire subspecies. <laughs> oh wait, they didn't. <laughs> okay. Um... Hiya, Raknakadaki. A subspecies of Rachnikadaki filled with explosive material. Their bodies are covered in a dark red explosion resistant webbing. An advanced chain of command lets them direct their offspring with a special sound producing organ. On a fence, they strike their forelimbs like flints to induce explosions. Connecting special detonation threads to offspring. In the area 
expect them expand. The explosive area to the oppositions. Oh, hold on! You stole a few <laughs> words off me there. Hang on. <laughs> um, why, why, why did we get this monster? <laughs> because. Oh, is there, there's that. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, spiders are very associated with hell in Japanese mythology. Really? There's a famous Japanese story about a um, a thief, like a minor criminal, not that bad of a dude. Mm-hmm. And he was sent to hell. Uh, but in his lifetime, he'd been kind to a spider and rescued it and taken it outside instead of killing it. And the spider um, sent down a thread that he could use to climb up from hell to heaven. Um, but then the everyone else from hell started to climb up after him, um, and he like freaked out, didn't want to let them, and in the process of trying to cut the web so they couldn't climb up, he fell back down to hell as well. But it's a very famous um, story, and it's also one which I genuinely, I didn't read about it in a bloody comic or whatever, I was told it the first time by one of my Japanese colleagues, because she was amazed that I always save spiders instead of killing them, and she's like, oh... Well, at least you'll never go to hell. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that's why you often see... Well, I say often. I can think of this and Bayonetta. But I'm sure there's others as well. Oh, and Quaylag. But like a sort of, yeah, like a fiery spider, a hellish spider, is kind of a big deal in Japanese yeah. sort of folklore and mythology and pop culture. I guess that's why like the Pyrarachnikazaki kind of leans into like throwing out more of its... the small... like. Pyakadakis, like on its like web, yeah, mentions in the description there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and the the rack the rachni now being like a source of fire means that they're way more of a, a element than the regular rachni were. Mm. I mean, they're still not exactly a huge issue, but at least they could theoretically do some damage. And also, the the sort of the horned face is like super demonic on the pyre version. I suppose then this is almost like the inverse of the Magma Almudron in that from a design standpoint, why did we get the Magma Almudron? But from a yeah. fight standpoint, I'm glad we did. Whereas mm-hmm. now that you've told me the the lore, like I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense for the Pyrachnikadaki. Mm-hmm. I get that. But yeah, you, can, a, you can look at it and see that it's got like a Satan face and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from a fight standpoint, it's not that different. <laughs> oh, because Ragnikadaki kind of did a bunch of fire stuff anyway yeah, right yeah yeah that's that's it's why attacks but like it's more that if the detonation stuff that pyre does like it's yeah. more well then they should have gone full hog and made it blast right mm. to me we're talking about this earlier this feels like the sort of monster that gets that would have been like the master rank version of the pyre of, of the regular rank Kadaka, sorry mm. sorry like, like 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 some of like his detonation moves okay that would be that's regular Ragnarokadaki's new move for for master rank. Yeah. Or like I said like... with uh, Bisha Den, at least maybe just an apex. Mm-hmm. If it is too different to be just a master, but yeah. But it doesn't feel like it needed to be a whole new monster from from a fight standpoint. A whole new monster. Yeah. I was going to say like you mentioned like blast there, and I think the most of the developers are like like they're just scared of blast in general, like because mm-hmm. of how strong it was in three U. And I just they don't want to go there again, and I think that's why they're kind of the way limit how many they fear what they created. Because like, what they want to make pyrotechnic attacks like weapons, like 
with the blast and then they're really strong and then you've got to kind of a similar balance problem that well it's have. easy you just go into the code and you take the number of what is strong and you <laughs> and put a smaller number in there yeah. fucking I can do that hire me Capcom cowards <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll be the balance and keep it the like you take a spider and then instead of making it fire you put an interesting element done <laughs> dragon spider <laughs> yeah I've been sick Dragon, fly, fly in my own, so. I would like a, a spider elder dragon, please. More interesting elder dragons. No more fire. No more fire subspecies. He says, knowing that in the post game release stuff, we've already had a couple. But. Kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, the design's really cool. I can take or leave it. That's your uh, Pyro review <laughs> from Monster Mash. Well, you know what's happened since we talked about the Ram Ratnikadaki and the Ratnai the first time? What's happened? Um, The Pokemon that is basically a Ratnai has come out. Um, oh, Christ, which one was that? Tarantula. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's the same thing, it's just, yeah, a what of a round ball of web had yes, some legs poking out the bottom. I did think that when I when I caught that lad. Yeah. I suppose its evolution is not very much like that at all, but like the base, the base version, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I said the same when I did the episode on that Pokemon in my Pokemon podcast, but there you go. Chris Brand synergy. Yep, make sure you listen to Luke Loves Pokemon on Twitter and Facebook at Luke Loves PKMN. Found wherever good podcasts are found. Much bigger numbers than this one. Ah, it's not about the numbers, it's about the love. Yep. I also love that one more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, this one is more fun for me to listen back to because it's got banter with the lads. Okay, well, next time, Jas seems to think that we can get a whole episode about another subspecies, even though we've just done four in one. What a madman! Will he prove to be true? You'll have to wait till next time to find out. Until then, look. Oh, who cares? Look, <laughs> for those that do care, where can we be found? We can find us on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcasts can be found. Just make sure you search Monster Bash Podcast, give us a like and subscribe, a rated review, and tell your Monster Hunter playing friends, like, hey, check out these lads. They know what they're on about, and they're well funny, and they're hot. Some of those statements were false. <laughs> I don't think so. And, um... <laughs> Actually, we don't know what we're talking about, to be fair. That was the one I was on about. That was the one. <laughs> We're absolutely sexy funny beasts, but um, we're sexy clueless. Funny beasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jas, what can they tweet at Andyman949? Um, they can tweet at Andyman949 and send them suggestions of what elements future subspecies should be. And 
Or just send him a picture of your sexy funny beast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> See ya. Catch us next time. See you.